Hello there, and welcome back to the Russell School Podcast. On today's episode, we're in conversation with the absolute legend that is Rob Houchard. Absolute legend, wow, I love yeah. that intro. Yeah, Thanks absolutely. for having me. So Rob, you're a musician. Uh, you've been yeah. in Les Mis, you, mm-hmm. you've done a documentary about West Side Story, you've been mm-hmm. all around the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we should start with a bit about yourself. So Yeah, well you say what? musician, I mean I can't play any instruments, but you know, I, let's count the voice as an instrument, because you know, I did. That, <laughs> I put it on my spotlight with a little asterisk next to it, saying <laughs> highly skilled in the vocal area, but nothing else. Um, yeah, I... I started singing when I was about 16, um, it was a late in life thing, I always drew, that was my thing, I was an artist, mm. well, called myself an artist, mm. um, I was going to go to art school and then got bitten by the acting bug and within a couple of years I was at drama school at Guildford and I was there for three years and then left and um, yeah, nothing was immediately there for me, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, working in Harrods for a bit, you know, spraying some perfume, Spray, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, a classic, like, was I just play this, madam? Um, but then I got a job with the 12 Tenors, which is where I met Adam Dobson. Uh, on for, the, for those who don't know, that is the uh, director of music here at Russell School. Yes, yes, as it is. Uh, he does remind me of that every single day. No, he doesn't. Um, I met him because I was working with the 12 Tenors, going around Germany um, from venue to venue, which was actually a great first job. It was had me singing in all different places in my voice. Um, every day traveling on a coach for long periods of time staying in hotels for one night at a time you know it was great like test of the mind and body actually and um, when i was on that tour i got lameness and then uh for anyone who's read up i stayed there for 72 years (laughs) a few years yeah that's amazing um so lame is tell me about that how how was it what was was the highs what the lows was it um the highs were definitely for example the first time you sing one day more like in your cast on opening night that was a great june uh, 2013 um it was a great moment it's very electric and the fans there are pretty devoted it's like quite intense so they would all be there on opening night of the new cast and ready to cheer on all the new people and and yeah it was kind of like I'd never done the West End, I'd never done uh, a musical, so I was like, well, proper musical, so I'd never really um, experienced that kind of vibe. So it was definitely being thrown in at the deep end. Yeah. I had a lot of shoes to fill, you know, it had been nearly 30 years of Marii, or Marius's, yeah. and uh, yeah, so I had to, I had to, you know, give it my all, but give it myself, I yeah. guess. And um, yeah, and then from there, it's just done nothing but good things for me, really, I've managed to have trips to Japan from it and yeah and yeah things like that and and doing the birthdays and then the stage concert and um that was recorded and put out at the cinema which was just it's all been pretty pretty electric when it comes to Lamez and pretty good for me um I mean, it's a massive part of my life I mean it's amazing when you think about it it's, it must be such an honour to be mm. you're at the peak really aren't you of, of yeah it's just um, yeah it's one of the most famous musicals there is and one of the most loved musicals there is yeah. and you know I'd go on holiday or I'd go around about and um wherever on, tr- on my travels and see people and go you know as soon as you say it becomes a bit cliche and people who know me are like oh god 
he's going to say he was in Les Mis. But, you know, if they want to know what you do, you just go, well, I was in Les Mis, and they're like, oh, and they know it. Yeah, so everybody yeah, knows yeah. that show. And I'd argue that Marius, especially at Empty Chairs and Empty Tables, that, that point in the musical, mm. everybody's either about to cry, has been <laughs> crying, or, 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 or is upset, you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, if they haven't gone and bring him home, then, you know, yeah. maybe I'll tip them over the edge. <laughs> um, with you know the ghosts of my friends walking yeah. behind me, I don't know what they do in the new version, but that's what I used to do. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I guess it was. It was also like people don't realise that that part has you know s- second most on stage time as to Valjean. Like he, yeah. he, I was always running around on that stage. Like so, it was kept me busy, and I enjoy parts like that because you feel like you get on the train and you just like ride it to the end of the show. You you don't yeah, like yeah. have like. I think it's more difficult if you have like one scene and then a long break because yeah, you're just yeah. in your room waiting and you're like, oh, and it get, gets more intense and you get more nervous and you're waiting around and time kind of slows down. Whereas when you're on stage, you're just like going through it and living it and, and you've got to do it. And, Absolutely. And that part was kind of like that. It's kind of non-stop really. And that kind of adrenaline as well. Yeah, it? exactly. It's always been about to be on stage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's great. And you get to see everyone on stage. Like, yeah. I had some kind of relationship with everyone in the cast at some point. That's amazing, yeah. Yeah, which uh, is good. What was the life like off of stage? Um, when I was younger, I'd say that I had the stuff. <laughs> when I was younger, I felt like I was more... Uh, I was able to enjoy social life a bit more, but I would always be careful. Mm. Because you always had to make sure, first and foremost, that you were show ready. So you had your voice and you had your like physical health but Mm. when yeah I used to be able to maybe you know see my friends in the day and after the show but as I got more into it and and like I've been there longer and you know you get four weeks holiday a year just like an employee employed because this is kind of boring sideline stuff but it's a weird mix of being self-employed and employed because you're being employed by the producer but you're self-employed actor it's kind of confusing but yeah because once that job ends yeah you've got to move on yeah you're then a freelance like yeah yeah yeah. um so yeah we had to kind of have four weeks holiday and if you you know and that is enough per se but eight shows a week is like it can be pretty heavy so as time went on you learn like how much partying you can do you learn yeah yeah, yeah. and you um you have to kind of like like treat yourself with respect and like look after your body and and um, yeah, so off stage it was kind of like it was you put the show first. It becomes your lifestyle. What's great about yeah. living in town and working in town is that you do have a daytime. When you're on yeah, tour, yeah. you don't. It's twenty four seven. Because you're either on a bus on a stage yeah. or a hotel room. Yeah, I feel like it's twenty four seven job. Or even when you're in someone else's house, like living there in Canterbury while you're yeah. doing the show there, it's not your house. You yeah. know. So. Um, but yeah, off stage you become a family. Like I was saying, you guys are here. Yeah. Like, cause you you just spend so much time together, especially in the opening weeks of the show. You're doing West End Live. You're doing like we had the Olivier's at one point, and you have like rehearsals and like kids rehearsals and this and that and dress and photo shoots and all that. So you just see each other all the time, and you become a family. Definitely. And so like, and if once you're part of the Lamers family. There's no way out. <laughs> In a good way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that like once you um, had that under your belt, so to speak, do you think your career kind of took off from there? Was that the kind of turning point? Well, yes and no. Uh, I I left that show in a kind of box, they call it. People said it was the Marius curse, which I think is pretty intense, like a bit dramatic. Um, like when <laughs> Tim Burton was a bit. But um, it, it kind of was like... You're, you're, you are boxed as an actor people have this a lot um, yeah. 
and I just got put in this kind of category of young juve lead with like a le- legit voice we call it so like not operatic but kind of like classic musical theatre kind of yeah, voice yeah because lame is is that kind of mm. more classical than yeah pop, you know yeah and when in reality when I was at college I was doing all the pop stuff until like I did one show later in third year I did Candide mm. um, and so I was always singing pop so people were like oh you know um, it's kind of unfair that you then get put in a box but I did stay in Lameless for three years and some casting directors they just look at your CV and go oh that's what they do yeah. you know what I mean so yeah. they they don't see you for things and they don't and when they do they can just hear Les Mis and you're like listen that's give me a chance yeah, yeah it's kind of it's kind of prejudice so um, yeah so I kind of was out of work for a bit and I started to decide to like write my own pop music and and show people I could sing other stuff so I did a bit of that and then I got Titanic which was still a classic kind of sound to my yeah, voice yeah. Um, and I did that but then the thing that changed it was Eugenius, which is like a small, um, like British musical mm. um, written by Ben Adams, who was in A1, mm. um, him and Chris Wilkinson. It was amazing because I took over from a, another guy and it was completely pop style, like mm. really high, crazy singing. Yeah. I couldn't ev- ever go out there because I was like <laughs> just going home and resting and steaming and making sure I was okay all the time. Yeah, yeah. It was a true lifestyle. But um that, it's great. Like an athlete when you do like kind of yeah thing, like. it changed it for me it, like it was like people were like oh he can do that you yeah. know and like be the quirky geek as well yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. like which is what I love doing like comedy yeah. and stuff and yeah. people don't always get to see it so yeah. yeah that kind of changed things but those jobs do help get the ball rolling and Definitely. yeah it's weird nowadays it's yeah. like you've got to be on social media and everything. it's crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's almost like you're an influencer as well as a mm, musician yeah it's interesting now what is so good about peanut butter? Okay, peanut butter, right? And I've seen this on your Instagram, and I'm like, I don't know why, but it's kind of ironic slash unfortunate. Cause my sister's yeah. allergic, so like, yeah, I know she's super <laughs> allergic to nuts. So every time I'm just like, I can't. And I love just peanuts anyway. I yeah, just think well, health-wise, really good for you. Good fats, loads of protein. So yeah. I think when I was started getting healthy, I started eating it, and I was like, like more. Yeah. And then I realised all the variants of it. And now I'm like, I've got Marmite peanut butter. What? Yeah, Does that even exist? Does yeah. It? I know that you might think that is It's just got just the right amount of Marmite in. I'll yeah. have it with jam. You know, I'm I'm into it. I have like, and me and a co-star of Lane is Bradley Jade. We created mm. our own peanut butter. At one point, he had a friend who ran a company and we like made peanut butter like to our own recipe and one had like superfoods in it the other one was like cinnamon and it was really good wow, and wow. we used to sell it around the theatres <laughs> <laughs> now are you a crunchy guy or a smooth crunchy, crunchy I, yeah, yeah I like it I like yeah, it. but yeah. do you know what I ain't fussy like you know just yeah. I'll be eating it with a spoon absolutely yeah but then again you know some you gotta have some water handy because it can get a bit like we're getting a little bit on the old folds as well you know worth it though yeah i mean yeah i don't want to go into a scene like not being able to sing and they're like it's actually got people yeah so what was it like judging how singing because it was an honor for us to have you here do you know what that was the most stressful day of the week honestly i was like oh lord these Ugh. these people are so good and they're all so neck and neck that's what yeah. I found really difficult Adam will tell you mm-hmm. Mr Thompson sorry uh, I was in I was upstairs like I just can't I can't choose a first can I have like three joint first three, yeah. yeah but um, it was really good It was. Yeah. I've never done that before 
and everyone was so into it that it made me so happy and full of joy when I was watching yeah. it because you know I think there's just a whole prejudice against singing in general and like people thinking singing is you know effeminate or singing is this and singing oh. is that and I I love that social media kind of changes that as well yeah, yeah. by having people lip syncing and whatever um that's the side of social media I like yeah. but um yeah it was just so nice to see everyone embrace it and mm-hmm. like yeah and be together um, in unison and sing as a group. Uh, like I was saying, like that family vibe. It was really and yeah, yeah. And for me, that's what it's all about because I love singing. And yeah, it's it's so important to me that everybody experiences how good it is. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what our singing does. I think. Yeah, yeah. and like the act of singing just lifts you and makes you feel happy. Yeah, yeah. So the stressful bit I meant was the judging of it, not the actual watching of it. Definitely. Because then it beca- and then I realised how you know how competitive it was and I was like oh I see 800 screaming children yeah it was yeah it was it was like do I award it to Gryffindor Ravenclaw (laughs) (laughs) that's what it felt like the Triwizard Cup yeah definitely Uh, so what is so good about Sondheim oh well bless him I um I think there's something about Sondheim that the way he writes is just so intricate and he's he's really interested in clarity which I am as well like when you write, it's got to be clear what you're saying to the audience mm. and therefore for the actors when they deliver it. And it's like, yeah. his, you can find so many clear thoughts in, so, like, in lines, like layers of it. Yeah. And I went to see Marilyn We Roll Along in New York uh, a couple of weeks ago. And it's just the concept, I don't know if you know, like the reverse, it's the way it's told. It's like um, backwards through time. And it's mm. just... It's so clever, and the way he writes is just has so much heart, but like so much intelligence. Yeah. And each line, you can find something that you can relate to. And for us as actors, when we're doing it, you know all these like secret golden nuggets in there, like yeah. things that like you're like, oh, even if they don't hear that, if they come back again, they might. Mm-hmm. Or like, and, and I know it, and I can apply that to something. It just makes it interesting for you yeah. as a performer to do, rather than just like verse chorus the same verse chorus the same verse chorus so the jukebox song do you know what I mean yeah definitely what do you think should come first because oftentimes it's the words that come for the music should it mm. be that way or should it be a, a, a melody that then, then put to words what yeah words? I don't know I think it's either way mm. sometimes it can be um, the words I feel like yeah I feel like you should be able to read it on paper and find something first but yeah that's also because I can't read music. I reckon some people can read the sheet music and like get both at the same time. But um, but yeah, I think sometimes they've got to complement each other. They've got to work together. Yeah, so yeah. it can be sometimes one way, sometimes another. Yeah, that, that's was, my, that was my way of getting out of that question without <laughs> giving you a direct answer. See how I did that? Yeah, that's smooth. That's smooth. Black peanut butter. It was great. Yeah. yeah. So, what do you think your career peak will be? What's the what's the the, the point that you want to get to? What's your aim? It's a funny one because I always wanted to originate a role. I still do. Um, yeah, I think as time ticks on, you know, I'm 31. I'm like, 31 doesn't seem old. One day, there's another day. I look around and I'm like, everyone in my cast is 21. <laughs> the other day I said to someone, oh, I bet you were born in 2000. I was like laughing. Like, oh, was, and then they were like 2001. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's... So sometimes you do feel a bit like, oh gosh, I better get my things in order. Mm. But at the same time, you know, I try and maintain my youthful looks and keep 
getting yeah. cast as a, a young guy and things and hopefully there'll be something that comes along that's new and I can originate yeah. I'd love to work on Broadway I always have wanted to I love it in New York but mm-hmm. it's just it's hard because it's not like I want to be lazy and just let things happen but sometimes yeah. fate you know yeah, yeah, makes yeah. things work and also yeah, that so coupled easy. with ambition and, yeah. and drive and I do try and make things happen but sometimes it's just like right place right time and yeah, like yeah. what's around especially in music that's mm. kind of the, the almost the way it works isn't yeah it? And, and I always like creating so yeah. I'm I'm doing a lot of that I'm going to write some new music I've always wanted to write a musical so maybe I'll just do a Lin Manuel and just write myself in one just do it I mean just, just, just the it. music you've already written is excellent oh yeah, thanks I mean I don't know what I'd write a musical about I've got a couple of ideas maybe I should do it about peanut butter. I mean, what, what's stopping you, you know? You know? <laughs> or at least have it on, on the stage. I'm yeah. Have the time, chicken yeah. for peanut butter. just call it crunchy or smooth. Crunchy or smooth. That's, one of the crunchy or smooth, that's yeah, definitely okay. one of the songs. Um, so, what's your favourite musical if you, had to, if you had to pick one? Well, I'm a big fan of Sunday in the Park with George. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the roles I'd like to play. But there's a lot of people, yeah, there's a lot of competition when it comes to wanting to play George. Yeah. I think a lot of people want to do it. Um, so... Who knows? One day, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, I mean, people always say, "Do you want to go back to Les Mis and do Valjean?" I would, but maybe not for a year. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, gosh, I mean, like not a lot. But I, you know, I definitely would like to give it a go. But I think I've got a bit of time before I need to do that. Yeah, but, um, yeah that would be a good role. Yeah. But yeah, actually, a new one. I want to create one. Yeah, definitely. Something Create your cool. own favourite musical. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Les Mis always has a special place in my heart. And West Side Story, definitely. Yeah. It's just one of the best musicals I've ever written. That is brilliant. Hands I mean, down. The, the music is mm. like no other. I, yeah. can't, I can't get over how many, almost like how many genres are in one musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, think it, I think it's incredible, yeah. That's so good. Um, now, Mr. Dobson always... Well, he always disagrees with me because I quite like Phantom of the Opera. Well, I don't I, listen to him. Don't listen I really to him. like it. It's only because he worked in it that I think he has. But I will say that, yes, I don't, I don't always love Phantom of the Opera. No. But I, some, I do like some of it. Yeah. I think, what do you like about it? I just love how love it is. It just is love. If yeah, you I know to, what If you, you mean. were to put love to music, yeah. you'd have Puccini, you'd have Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, it's like swelling kind of like sounds. Yeah. And- Chest. I was watching um, the Broadway Christine sing at an event last night, like oh, on, online, and she was so great. Yeah. Wishing you were somehow here again is such a good song. It I is such a tune. It. It's, it's so good. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like those are my friends, the Christines, and they're all oh, absolutely yeah. amazing. I'm like, yeah, there is there is a thing about Phantom that it produces some talent. Do you know the thing is as well? It's like, um. Phantom, the actual Phantom of the Opera mm. I fi- feel like he is me strange weird by himself you know and then right. the, I find I'm most at home when I'm singing his like inner torment you know yeah 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 and, and it's really cool. yeah it's a great role we need more of those kind of like you know roles of people that feel like outsiders yeah. and feel like they're on their own because a lot of people do and and actually in being on their own they're not on their own do you know exactly what I mean? yeah yeah so um what is the meaning of life? This is a question from a fan, Alicia. Do you know Alicia's yeah, friend, you? Yeah, I do. Alicia, wow, you're really just... Uh, <laughs> I think she said it kind of jokingly, but, but I, then, I, want, I want a serious answer. What's the meaning of life? Um, I'd say laughter. That's what I always say. I feel like there's nothing else like it, really, is there? Like, when you yeah. laugh and you just, like, get 
that kind of like endorphins of happiness yeah. and love and I don't know I feel like s- smiling and that is, there's, it just overrides everything so it can make you forget things yeah. can make a moment better yeah. I mean I wouldn't say it's like the meaning of life <laughs> maybe intensely I feel like that's such a broad question <laughs> yeah it is I don't know the meaning of life um, um, peanut butter yeah peanut butter yeah. A, a certain amount of time that we have on earth to eat peanut butter yeah um, and laugh there you go but no I think it's, yeah I think um, I always try and make people laugh all the time because I just think life's too short oh yeah absolutely That's, that is the best answer you could have possibly given I mean oh my god you know so what's your favourite genre of music I don't know you know I'm quite eclectic with my mix go on uh well, what's your favourite tune? I was talking about the musicians, talking about this with the musicians that are playing um, my gig tonight. Yeah. They were like, it's quite an eclectic mix of songs. And I was like, well, you know. Because um, you know I love a bit of Motown, I love a bit of Stevie and stuff like that, and like, and like that kind of era. Mm. But I also love like my modern like divas, you know, you've got yeah. Whitney, oh, best wow. singer of all time. You did that at the last concert as well. And I love you, you were You were You were her. I was her. You were. I was Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> I probably wasn't. I was like, I was, I was like, who, who is who this? Who is this? I can't, I can't tell. Yeah, don't make me close one more door. <laughs> um, yeah, but Whitney. Um, you know, and, and those kind of classics, those kind of like divas are, are just like a massive influence on the industry. Definitely. I love that. Um, but yeah, I love... I think like there's a lot of new pop that's coming out that's really great. Like young singers doing some cool stuff that I listen to. Yeah. I just think when I go back to it, it is always stuff with like soul and yeah. and that kind of heart in it yeah. that that um that I love the most. That's 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 great. So one final thing really. Yeah. So do you have any Is advice? it as intense as the meaning of life? <laughs> no, okay. I guess not. I mean okay. it's it's one that you're more equipped to answer now. You don't have to be okay, a great. philosopher, you know, it's, yeah. it's like so, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not. No. I'm not at all. Who is? I, you know. As you know by my bio being <laughs> peanut butter is everything. It's the most philosophical thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is peanut butter? Yeah, what, what is, is it? it? What is it really? Yeah. Right. If you put mama, is it, is it still peanut butter? Yeah, mama it's, is there, you know? yeah, exactly. I don't know what you mean. So, we'll ask the audience. Yeah, yeah. Tell us, what mm. is peanut butter really? <laughs> so, um,. Do you have any advice for young people who want to get into music? It being such a competitive industry, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, um, people always say I'm a pessimist. That's probably not a good way to start the answer to this question. But um, I'm, I'm more of a realist, I would say. I would say, like, know what you're getting yourself into. Because, you know, if you don't, like... It's like when you go and study a course at uni or something. You're like, well, like, read, it, read about it first. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, know that it's going to be really competitive and it's going to be really hard. But um, but obviously, if you're really passionate and you want to do it, then go for it anyway. And just make sure you sell the aspects of yourself that make you you. Because people try and be like each other nowadays, especially with social media. I want to be like them, I want to be like them, I want to do this trend, I want to be like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But somebody's got to start the trend. Somebody's got to be at the front of the pack, you know. And, and it might be you that does you that starts it. And I think that you've got to just make sure that you're selling what makes you different because, like you say, it's just more and more people are doing it because of the TikToks and the Instagrams, you know. Mm-hmm. More and more people are getting the chance to be seen singing and acting and therefore being cast in things. So you're going to have to um, hold tight to what makes you original, I think. And 
maybe you don't know what that is just yet, but just don't try and be a clone, I'd say. That's excellent, really powerful. So cool. thank you so much for being on the podcast. No worries, thanks for having I me. I look forward so much to the concert tonight. Nah, me too, me too. A few yeah, Christmas songs this time, oh, obviously. Definitely. I'm a big fan of Christmas. Who isn't? Mr. Mr. Dobson, oh, he's not a Scrooge, is he? I'm sure he loves Christmas. Yeah. I've seen a couple of Christmas presents in his room, so people must think he, he likes Christmas. I've right. heard he works as an elf part-time. Me too, I've also heard that. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that on, on the street, you know, Mr. Dobson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.